You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode where... I sit down and talk with my friends. Hope you're all having an amazing, amazing week. I'm so excited for this week's episode. Uh, First of all, because I have an incredible human being and my dear friend, Miss Nikki Sun, as my guest. This episode is actually about something we've been learning as we've been navigating this leadership course that just concluded last year, last year, last month. Um, It concluded last month, and we were part of a Time's Up Asian American Women in Entertainment group where we were learning about uh, leadership facets and kind of just not just about like, oh, how to lead a meeting, but it was really based on our values and like how do we define leadership and how do we want to embody that and how do we need to grow and X, Y, Z. And one of the really interesting topics that we covered was about saboteurs, which are the inner critic. It's the voice inside our head that limits where we're going to go and how we're going to do things. You know, we can dream really big, but if you are hindered by all these really negative voices inside your mind and you believe those voices, it can do a lot of harm. It can prevent us from moving forward, succeeding, doing the good that we want to do in the world. So I thought no one better um, as we're on this journey of addressing things like anxiety and imposter syndrome and just figuring out where we want to take ourselves as people and how to navigate relationships and everything like that. It touches everything. You know, it's not just about your career, but it's about how you approach your significant other, how you approach your family, how you talk to yourself even. Like definitely for me, this topic is is very deep and meaningful. And Nikki was just the perfect person to talk this through with, amongst other things. Um, So I'm excited you get to just know her and hear our thoughts on this, and hopefully that it becomes something that's helpful to you, something something that thinks something. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. What? What are you talking about? Something for you to think about and marinate upon as you move forward in your life. But anyways, this intro has gone on long enough. I freaking love Nikki, and I hope that you do too. Quick shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you guys so much for an amazing June hangout. And if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a platform where you can become a financial supporter of artists and creators that you love and want to contribute to. So I have my Patreon patrons and they are amazing. They help keep this microphone on. They help motivate me, inspire me and educate me. And every month, uh, my patrons and I have a monthly Google Hangout. So we just had ours yesterday and it was amazing. Shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much. I love you. And uh, if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And without further ado, please enjoy this episode on Facing Your Saboteurs with Nikki Sun. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Good. I'm amazing. How are you? I'm getting out of my funk right now. So I'm so happy that you're here. (laughs) We all have those days of funk. And the best thing to do is talk it out with a friend. Girl. An amazing friend. Oh, we're about to go. This is like the therapy session episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you haven't named this one, right? So I maybe haven't. we'll figure it out throughout the process. It's the process. It's the journey. <laughs> How to process your life. Well, it's so funny because you got here and you're like, I'm having an amazing day. And I was like, um. <laughs> and that's good because you're real with your emotions. I used to be the kind of person that, you know, we were talking about this energy wise in our leadership group, but I used to be the person that no matter how shitty I was feeling, I'd be like, I'm doing great. And I realized it's so much more empowering now to actually tell people how you really feel because they can vibe with you and they can really kind of empathize with you. Yeah. And it has changed mindsets or everything to not feel so fake. That's so good. I'm yeah. happy. That's like, I don't know, that that's a huge breakthrough thing, I think, in any life. And, you know, on my podcast, I talk mm-hmm. so much with people in entertainment. So it's like obviously a very signature element of yeah. like being in the biz but honestly i don't i don't confine it to just our industry mm-hmm. like do you i i feel like it's every it's everything i think that's why mental health and just kind of who you are as a person has become so much bigger yeah we didn't talk about mental health long like 10 years ago even yeah you know and now it's like become such a huge thing because it is a huge thing yeah and we don't talk about it enough because i think we all mask how we feel because social media i mean i can get into a whole thing on social media but it's like yeah we always portray this you know best version of ourselves or maybe even a fake version of ourselves but we're really damaging ourselves and the people who look at us it's like they think you got it and when you they when you, they ask you like how are you doing you're doing great it's like well i see on your social media you're doing fantastic but i'm like they don't know that i'm gonna get paid shit for that gig yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got paid yeah. in exposure I got paid, yeah exactly what is exposure i'm like no pay me man i did the work and so. a bottle of crystal geyser water thank you very much exactly oh uh, well it's funny because i'm one of my post that I did, it was just, yeah, one of my, um, you know, trying to be very vulnerable and real Mm -hmm. with the people because it was definitely that feeling that I had of everyone's doing great and I'm not, even though, again, logically, I know that that's not true, but the feeling that you get and the social cues that you have of what you see every day, multiple times, I don't know, I don't know how factually correct this is. But I think it was Anna Connor, somebody was including in in one of their mental health videos about how the average time people get on Instagram a day is like upwards of like 150. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's frightening. And also, is that true? I mean, how many times do you have to like yeah. per hour? Yeah. Because you're not even awake around six to eight hours of the day. Yeah. So within that amount of hours, you open it 150 times. Yeah. Do you think that sounds real? I feel like that does in a way, not to me, Yeah, but there is this app. I don't know if you were the one that told me about it, but it's an app that, uh, you put in the hours of how much you want to be on Instagram and the thing will literally notify you like you've too much, you've hit 50 hours today. And like, I did not tell you about that app. I didn't know that. Somebody tell me about this app. I need to know what the name of it is because I think it'd be a great time saver, but you can manage any social media thing that you do. And every time you open it or on your phone, it tracks how long you are and they will notify you the moment you hit the daily max that you want to Wow, go. that's important. And it's important. It's like a little thing, but it's like, yeah, sometimes you don't realize how long you're on social media until like someone goes, hey, you've been on social media for too long. You know, do you want to like, and it's up to you at the very end of the day to be like, do I want to continue? Yeah. Or feel the type of way that I need to Is this do it, hurting you know? me? Is this hurting me really? <laughs> that's too real. Oh my gosh, but there is an app. I need to look this up. That's really good. I, I, I've done the whole thing of like deleting the apps altogether. Mm-hmm. I actually deleted Facebook off my phone. Yeah. So I still see it when I'm on my computer. computer. Okay. 
But I found that it not being on my phone、mm-hmm. has actually really decreased how much time I spend on Facebook. Totally. Just like not having. I, I think that's a great idea.、Yeah. Um, one of the actors that I was working with,、um, I was tagging everybody as I normally do、mm-hmm. to make sure I do it so people don't feel like disincluded. Yeah. But I just reached out, say, hey, you know, I was able to tag everybody except for you. Just wanted to know if maybe you're under a different name or. And he was like, I'm actually on a social media cleanse. I take a social media <laughs> cleanse once a month. So everyone's was, detoxing. Yeah, everybody's、days. detoxing. And, you know, I had to be like, Thank you. You enlightened me. And no, feel free. Come back whenever you want. But if you do, I just want to let you know that I tagged photos of you on production. And, you、yeah. know, and like, sure enough, this morning, which is so funny, like this morning, he went on and started liking all my stuff, followed me, and he texted me, I'm back. And I'm like, well, welcome <laughs> back, you know. Beware. I'm back. It's,、yeah. it's a very fine dance right now. It、yeah. was just cracked. No, it's, I think it's a, it, it has taken a toll. And I think, We are learning how to manage it and be more、mm-hmm. real about how we're actually feeling in light of this new, sure, this like coexisting presence of that image of you.、Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're aware, like there's this other version of you that's prancing around and dancing and has、yeah. glitter in their hair and it's sunlight all the time and、yeah. it's just like golden hour and、yeah. <laughs> you're flawless and your pores are perfect. But like you're aware that that version of you. At least I am. I'm aware that that version of me is around there, and people have that image kind of maybe at the forefront of their mind. Yeah. Well, so I, I that, get I'm like,、uh... from you, girl, I've always been like, Minji's real. She's、oh. so real. And it doesn't matter, like, if you're, I mean, it does matter to me, like, your well being matters to me. But, like, even when you are feeling shitty, like, I love the fact that you're able to tell me that. Cause as a friend,、mm-hmm. that just builds our relationship even more, you know?、Yeah. Like, it's just beyond the superficial. So, yeah, I mean, when I, I see you, I think real. And just because you're not posting things that make you happy all the time, like, I actually really like the moments when it's very real. And I think for me personally, I've been, Posting more things that are real. And maybe I do Instagram stories in a way where I, if I feel shit, I'm going to talk about it. If I don't feel shit, I'm going to talk about that too. But you're getting a very authentic version of myself, you know? Yeah. I've been feeling that from you, my dear. Like,、yeah. it's, I, I've been, that's been so refreshing. And that's the part that I guess maybe the authenticity and thank you for、mm-hmm. hype womaning me. Of、uh, course. And I, I feel that maybe that's the sensitivity and that's the, maybe that's the new sense that we are. I think we have been honing.、Mm-hmm. People can detect that a、totally. little bit more now. Not a little bit. I think there's a lot of people who can detect BS like very quickly. Yeah. Because again, we're just we're faced with it so totally. much. Totally. You're like, I'm not feeling no. Like, yeah. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that really bothers me, right? Because like when Facebook was starting to put out all these articles, I would see my friends post these articles and try to trigger people.、Uh-huh. But I'm like, This post was like three years ago, and this is also The Onion. Like, what is this? You're stirring up fake shit. So, literally, sometimes I think it's,、um, I always want to tell people, like, take a step back, and that brings in the saboteurs, but、yeah. take a step back. First of all, if we're going to start like these, these Facebook Twitter wars, let's actually like find out what the facts are before I look like the stupid person, like, oh, I believed it. I fell for that shit. Right. You know? Because obviously this person fell for that. But, you know,、yeah. I, I just, I always have to think five times before posting something because、mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what is the truth here? Yeah. Or is this just something projected to like be clickbaity? Because we live in a very clickbaity world nowadays. 100%. 100%. But、um, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's a, Sign of maturity. I think that、mm-hmm. that's a, the sign of having practicing some wisdom too.、Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's that's it kind of scares me. Like, okay, 
I feel that at this point, I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. I have more trust in my judgment to not react right away and not to believe everything I see. Still fall for a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> that I was like, damn it, I thought that was real. Yeah. So I catch myself, but I certainly, you know, having been online for a good amount of time, just being around so many different kinds of people, I feel like I've have a better gauge, mm-hmm. but there's part of me that still like has this awareness because, you know, with collaboration, I'm around a lot of younger people. Yeah. I have a younger brother and just like my, my friends are all happy. They're creating other humans and they're all, they're growing up in this world. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what they're going to have to like sift through and experience and make mistakes. Like that's just part of life. But I'm genuinely like my mama hen yeah. radar, like antenna. Mm-hmm. Mama hens have antenna. What does that <laughs> even mean? But like my spidey senses, whatever. Yeah. They go on alert because I was like, they're, you know, we can say that because we're adults. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, it, I fear for the children of the America or the world, right? Because yeah. they're gonna they they don't know how to distinguish that. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's still really important to think about to take a step back. That is something that again I think is mature and wise, and that comes with practice and experience. But there are people out there who are a little bit more vulnerable, mm, totally that may not have that perspective or the life experience to be able to distinguish that. Which is why spewing lies and putting out all these like fake things that are just triggering or just clickbaity mm-hmm. or just for like entertainment. Yeah. There is a consequence to that. So that totally. I'm just putting that out there because we can dismiss it right now, I think, a little bit easier because we're grown ups. Yeah. And there's there's still other people consuming that that maybe they're not equipped to totally distinguish. And I'm I think saying. it's all about values too at the end of the day, right? I was very privileged and blessed to have parents that really instill values and hard work in me in, in such a long time ago. But like if I had t- taken certain gigs, you know, I would have felt really, really bad. It would have s- sit very poorly with my soul. Mm-hmm. And that's something, too, that I, I in in meeting certain students now and the way that they talk and the way that they speak about, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, get rich quick and not work and everything. Like, I don't know. They have this false sense of, like, you know, adulthood, livelihood, and just value systems. And yeah. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I, I could have definitely the fallen. Hard way. I could have definitely fallen into those traps, and I'm just so glad that I I feel like I didn't. Or knock on wood, but like yeah. I, I know who I am, and Good. I think it's because of values, right? You know what is your north star that guides you at the end of the day, and if it doesn't align with your values, mm-hmm. then it's like bye. You yeah, know? like I don't need this in my life. Well, bless you and bless Mama and Papa Son. I love both <laughs> your parents, and I I think it, it's so it it to me it's all since I met you what nine years ago it's just been so long nine years ago nine years ago yeah it was 2010 2010 because that was when you collaboration one you shone into my life when we're in the bay area together not knowing very much but like (laughs) taking on the world um it was to me very apparent that you had a clarity about you that even though you're not like oh i know everything but it's like you know who you were Mm -hmm. and that's like that's clarity when it comes to like hey this is what i want to do can i host your show like you're just putting it out there and and in an attitude in a way that I was like I like this girl (laughs) she is so like you know like effervescent and bright and because there are people who can be those things but they kind of like can you stop (laughs) (laughs) you're a little too positive (laughs) tone it down okay but I didn't feel that from you at all I felt very genuine enthusiasm and energy and again I think it comes back to the values so 
It's funny because we just dive into the conversation, but I want to backtrack a little bit because I want everyone who's listening to this to get to know you too. Mm. And they've already gotten to know you by <laughs> the, the brilliance that comes out of, out of your heart and mind. Um, but would you, how would you recap like where you come from? Like who, who Ooh. is Nikki's son a little bit? Gosh, shoot. I mean, originally from the Bay, I think the Bay really did raise me in a way. That sounds so hood. <laughs> but yeah, you the know, the Bay, of, the Bay raised me, the you know. Streets of the Bay. <laughs> but yeah, I've been a Bay girl for like ever, right? So I just moved down to Los Angeles six years ago on April Fool's Day. And obviously, because everybody thought I was kidding. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> thought I'd never leave. I did i know but it's like we uh i think just growing up in the bay you know it was kind of before the crazy crazy tech boom but it was very diverse um i had a family that my mom cooked everything under the sun she didn't want us to kind of speak with accents growing up but know very much who we are at the same time and that was difficult but we would go to like chinese school all that stuff try to like get to know my roots but all i remember no all i remember is how to fold a paper boat like i really did <laughs> the not important pay attention stuff, you guys you, you, yeah you pick up i regret what you it now to. i regret it now you know but everything you know i think that diversity was a spice of life variety was a spice of life and i was very grateful to have parents who you know were like working class but at the same time took every opportunity to introduce us to new foods or like travel with us and get acclimated to different cultures and being more open-minded um and I you know I owe a lot to my parents in in the way that they allowed me to think you know I don't come from a stereotypical like tiger mom mentality or like I gotta get good grades or like I gotta be a doctor or lawyer and I realize that comes you know when I'm talking to friends that's a pressure that they very much had Mm -hmm. so I know that I'm very kind of lucky in that way where I got to explore entertainment and arts and I was pushed to try everything and the greatest thing is knowing that I don't like doing that too mm-hmm. you know like i might not want to be a doctor but that's okay at least i tried you know taking a biology class and failing miserably like i know i'm not gonna be a doctor so <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah and then realizing that i've always stood for representation and trying to be a voice for the voiceless and i think that's attracted me to collaboration and you so young at the, like 10 years ago it's mm-hmm. like it's finding your people, your mm-hmm. tribe, your mi gente, you know, <laughs> and it's like I found a lot of what I was reflecting and wanted to reflect in the world through media, through broadcast, through collaboration, through communities like collaboration. Um, and I think really it all stemmed from getting personal hair, like from my dad getting cancer when I was young and not knowing anything about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like people don't care about issues until someone you know is affected by that right and the reality is just one in three people are affected by cancer but until you know somebody you don't really care um and so that i think i was 15 when my dad was diagnosed with cancer. i didn't know you were that young because I, I, I was 15 because I, I met you in your 20s and i know that it had been part of your life but yeah. i didn't know how many years you had been dealing with that part yeah i was i was i think i was 15 um because it was in high school yeah but i you know, a part of me was like, okay, how do I learn more about this? How do I support, mm-hmm. you know, my dad? And my dad had gotten really into the Asian American donor program because mm-hmm. it's all about trying to find resources and knowledge to help you figure it out and not just being like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Like, no, my dad was a person that really wanted to 
take his own life into his own hands and like mm-hmm. really try to provide and you know be knowledgeable so he can make the best decision mm-hmm. and i think i learned a lot of that through him it's the whole um plan for the best but prepare for the worst mentality everywhere i go mm-hmm. so having plan a b c t my dad was always an over planner but i i've started volunteering with the asian american donor program and it was to the point where i was very interested in media telling stories of things that I felt mattered, but making it in a very entertaining way, like infotainment. And that's why I felt like I never fit in with news because it was like sad stories like every second. Right. And then TMZ, you know, which is like entertainment, but it's like trash. Yeah, it's garbage. I'm like, there has to be a way to provide value and information mm-hmm. while also being entertain like entertaining and girl you and i are soulmates for real yeah yeah that's why i'm just like <laughs> we're creative types and you're my tribe you're mi gente yes you know what I'm i saying? am <laughs> but yeah and i so i there was one time where we wanted to increase the drive for like you know cheek cell swabs to like increase more bone marrow and stem cell donors on the asian american donor registry quest crew was in town quest crew was like the hottest thing because it's abdc <laughs> and i'm like what if we did a video of them swabbing their cheeks showing young kids because you know the young kids are going to watch it yeah. how easy it is yeah to be on this registry yeah and we did it it was really just in a room and like the, their hotel room we're just like passing around these cheek swabs and i'm like hey this is really easy and i just like and that that video did pretty well and they have content for their cause and it's raising more awareness about something that i feel people should care about right and um that kind of really started a lot of my journey of like okay that's cool. They're popular. They're celebrities. But guess what? You can use your celebrity power in good ways. Yeah. Um, beyond just being famous. You, I want to find this video. Because, I have it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go through like, I need to go through all my friends like reels and their websites <laughs> and I need to Google all of them because it, we're very fortunate to be around such really great yeah. creative people. And I I love origin stories. Obviously, mm-hmm. if I didn't, I wouldn't be part of something like Collab. But yeah. I care about the beginnings because yeah. I feel like they're very telling of the future. Yeah. It's you're very it's like my my theory is that a lot of a person is revealed pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You can always create yourself and you can kind of be the architect of your life and design things yeah. how you want. But I think there's certain things like how I was acting since I was like four or five years old mm-hmm. and memorizing lines and reciting, singing songs and like loving the stage. That was kind of revealing of me yeah. from a young age. And like you probably being like the firecracker that you are. I'm sure that was very obvious from young age and that you're making videos about cheek swabs. I mean, that to me just like kind of sums you up. Like, <laughs> what's up, Crest Crew? We're going to go to your hotel room. We're going to do this video. It's going to be fabulous. We're going to save lives. Thank you and good night. Yeah. And I love that. And that I just think is really important to, I mean, sometimes I wallow a little bit too much in the past, but I think it's really yeah. good to take stock of where you come of from. Of course. Yeah. Because it does tell you a lot. Some, sometimes things that get lost along yeah. the way. I am bringing things back that I suppressed for a while simply because of imposter syndrome and insecurities so i mean i started a show that was very much highlighting people who were talented like singers and stuff like that but i actually grew up you know singing and acting you rap rap (laughs) playing music you know taking piano violin lessons i played in orchestra you know i did all the all the things and i was just like 
I suppressed my what those things were because I was intimidated. The people I was interviewing were like really good, and it kind of became like, well, who am I to like start a, a music channel or do this and do that? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, people are doing because they love it, mm-hmm. you know, and they just mm-hmm. happen to be very good at it, and they have a support system, and they believe in themselves so much. And I'm just like, I could do that too mm-hmm. if I allowed myself to. But I don't know. I just saw, I guess for me, I saw a greater purpose in me highlighting people because mm-hmm. nobody was doing it at the time. You know, Oprah don't bring no Asians on TV, like, you know, or like Ellen. You were the that. singular person. And you, again, yeah. I was telling you, you're so clear about it because like you emailed, I think, Jane, right? Jane Allo. Yeah, I think AJ. And she was the one who, who brought you your name to a meeting of ours. And she's like, hey, there's this girl, Nikki's son, UC Davis. She wants to be a host and she wants to interview the talent. And we're like, we, we, we were like like tickled and also perplexed because again we didn't know that many people who made that their mission statement mm-hmm. if anybody it was like yeah. such a novel thing or like people do that like, <laughs> and and we're all like and it's funny because the people at that table are all like well we want to do this showcase because we want to showcase asian american talent and they're like wait there's someone outside of us who wants to come interview and videotape them what? And like, it, it gave us a lot of validation. And it was like, I don't know, it was just such a nice moment, but also yeah. like this really big question mark. I was like, who this girl? <laughs> who is she? I was genuinely like, that's so dope. But who is she? Like, I, we, how we don't know her? Like, it was really interesting. Yeah. So I'll always remember that as my first impression mm. of you before I even met you. Yeah. That's how you came into my life. And I was very impressed because of the clarity of what you wanted to do and your confidence and like your your ability to be like hey and like offer it you're like can i come to your show and like do this like it'd be really cool and again i i that's what i kind of sponge from those experiences i was like you know as much as this industry tends to chew me up and spit me out like it did today mm-hmm. um those are important things to remember because i was like that's the heart of it that was like the motivation was real yeah. And and the talent was real. Like you built up a skill set. You were like doing the thing. And for anybody of you out there, I'm sure a lot of people know, I'm not accusing you if you're not knowing, but interviewing is hard. Hosting <laughs> is hard. They are skills and they, they are, are they are crafts. And I've done that, you know, in different formats. And you're very good at it. There's times where I feel like I am really good. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I need to work on this. Cause, yeah. And you feel that. But, you know, some people who make it look very easy, like yourself, I was like, she's a natural because you really care about what people are all about. So you ask them, you know, but then and so then when I see people are not good, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You like you said it. it exactly right. It's a craft, right? Just like singers sing and they work on their craft every day. Hosts, we host. And so sometimes I, I think growing up and not being taken seriously as a host or I would be considered an athlete like oh we're just gonna have one of our volunteers like host i'm like okay have fun with that you know but i'm like i've been working on this you know and so for me it's like oh it's exposure i'm like no man i'm like if you need an mc it's just like someone who you hire to sing right you're hiring me to host a show i still got to know the schedule i still got to be on pre-production meetings i still got to show up on time and do the darn thing and also deal with all the bs that comes up like oh we didn't thank our four sponsors here you go you know like you got to be able to help them run a second to second basis and you got to know all about the talent you got to 
know all about what's the agenda, what's the vibe, who's in the audience, yeah, who are going we going with the flow? Technical difficulties happen because they mm. always happen. Yeah, whose butt do we got to kiss and yeah. thank and appreciate? Yeah, and audio who- sound. Hello, what's up, my yeah. homies? You know, that's your world. And and I think you know, fast forwarding, it's just again nine years for me knowing you, watching you go from the host and carrying that torch. You always like had that in you, but then expanding upon it, like letting more of that light shine and being you know doing your YouTube channel and then we did our creator events and you pursuing acting and you being like you ran the freaking thing at Cal State Northridge you know the the theater department was it yeah the the Soraya the Soraya we changed yeah and I went to a show that you helped like it was it was just incredible to watch you you know work and develop and now you're a producer you got your own channel you're doing all this technical stuff behind the scenes I mean, I've, again, I want hype women like crazy. It's all in the <laughs> intro too, but it's just really, it's, it's your force of nature. And I think that it takes, it, it's worth noting the process behind it. Mm-hmm. And again, why I was always excited to have you on this podcast, because you and I participated in this thing. So now we're like getting to the thing. Of what, <laughs> and now that we're 50 minutes, no, we're not, but you know, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we have come to this particular juncture in our mm-hmm. lives as women in our careers, we have been blessed to be in the company of some really, really incredible movers and shakers um, through the Time's Up movement. Yeah. And so um, we've been having like these monthly profound, amazing, amazing therapy sessions, but also really diving in like for mm-hmm. real, yeah. not just into the brass tacks of like how to be a leader, but why. Yeah. The why matters so much. The why influences the how. It's mm-hmm. not just the what. It's the yeah. why do you do it and how do you do it. Mm-hmm. That impacts what I do. Yep. Um, and you and I are both like multi-hyphenates. We're very, like, we have a lot we want to do. Yeah. But it, sometimes it really, I don't know, for me it just felt like we really need to sometimes slow down yeah. and think think about this. And that's yeah. what I felt like was like so important and valuable from that time with these women. Yep. Totally. Yeah. And there was like 10 of us. There was like 10 to 14 at all time, but I felt like, I mean, I tried my best to go to every single one. I think I did. I think you did. I think I did. Because I thought I couldn't make the last one, but I, I was able, yeah. able to rearrange my schedule and, and do it. Because you're the producer and you can do that when you're the boss. Okay, bye. <laughs> but honestly, I would not be in that group if it wasn't for you. So I have to thank you, first of all, mm-hmm. for even inviting me to this dope-ass group of like Asian-American power leaders that all felt like... We aligned, mm-hmm. you know, it was a group that I'm like, oh, I want to continue doing this. Yeah, this yeah, has yeah. been amazing because it's not, it's also like accountability is also checking in. But at the end of the day, you're like really sisters and you're fighting for the same things. And it's just really cool to go in every month feeling like I don't have to explain myself. Mm-hmm. I am unapologetically an Asian American woman, mm-hmm. but that doesn't define me. Here's mm-hmm. all the things that we're doing to yeah. like disrupt shit in this world, you know? Yeah. And that's a very common thing, you know, I think a lot of my, the people who tune into this podcast happen to be Asian American. A lot of the people who have like DM'd me out of the blue mm-hmm. that I don't know happen to be Asian American people, Asian Australian, um, which is really, really incredible. But it's also, you know, I think very relatable. I think any specific experience has a universal impact. I mm-hmm. think that there's a way for anybody who is not Asian American who, li- who listens and just happens to enjoy my babbling for whatever reason. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, you can relate to that feeling of feeling invisible or the imposter syndrome because yeah. there there's value in the specificity. But what I'll say about these women is that everyone was so different mm-hmm. and uh, no personality 
was really quite alike. We had kind of like just different sides to this really multifaceted object. I can't think of the <laughs> metaphor, but it was really cool. And I think as as a woman too, I've been highly intimidated by other women, mm-hmm. which people like laugh at me when I say that sometimes. Maybe I've heard it. To, people have said to me that I'm really intimidating and I just, yeah. like, <laughs> um, because you're a this boss. Is the face that I'm in. <laughs> um, but I, I'm so intimidated by other women and I'm like, Oh, they like me. Can we talk about stuff? Are they going to think I'm annoying? Like I get really, do you get like that around other women? You know, we shared that. I used to. Yeah. But then I think that's why me starting a tech channel catered toward women has really helped open my eyes, you know, to like, it's kind of weird. I try to be the most non-threatening woman in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, I guess putting myself down. But it's like, yeah, when I, I, I notice that when I go to all these Asians and entertainment mixers, right, they ask you what you do. And I always struggle with that. So th- the thing that has helped me is like not saying that I'm an actor to an actress or something like just like I'm a filmmaker or whatever. And they feel a little bit more open. Not to say that I shouldn't say what how I truly feel. Yeah. But it's like, no, I do this and this is what I do. And I do it because I want to empower other women. That usually is the biggest icebreaker in the beginning. Um, it's That's like, your intention is to break the ice. And, and my intention is to, be to bridge. break the ice. But I always try to be the, the least like threatening person in the room. Like a woman, like seeing like, oh, she's going to take my man. Or I'm like, no, I'll, I'll be very real with you. I would rather spend more time with you. And do you want to grab coffee? And do you want to talk? Like your man's right there, but I don't give a shit about him. Like, you know, my BD, BD is so big right now. Like, <laughs> you know, so I have this very different attitude about women. And, you know, I will say this over and over, like empowered women, empower women. And that has been really a guiding light for me. It's just, you understand that not every woman's going to be on your side, but the ones who are, and they understand you and know that you're not like threatening or whatever, like they're Mm -hmm. your tribe and you got to latch onto that and you got to value and respect those relationships. Yeah. And that's like my relationship with you. You're a boss ass woman. Should I have every intention and right to be intimidated by Mm -hmm. your amazing queenness? (laughs) But I'd rather be like, you are a queen. Let me celebrate your wins too. Because mm-hmm. celebrating you really does do something on my soul. To be like, yes, I have sisters in this world that are killing it. And I would support you because I know you'd straight support me right back. And Heck that's yeah. the kind of environment I want to build, you know? And you can't do that. We'd be like, I don't want to talk to her. She's a girl. I'm like, yeah, I am too. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I love go. that you're intentional about it. You're like, yeah. that's so important. And part of what we were like discussing because that element and girl, like, uh, Christine Chen and I, mm. we've had many discussions online, like on podcasts and offline, just like sifting through that because Christine Chen, you know, I, I told her to her face, like, I thought we wouldn't be friends. Like, I thought you were too girly and beautiful and delicate and pink. And I am not, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little rough yeah. around the edge. So that conversation, I think I'm so glad that it's out in the open. And then sometimes, you know, I get what you're saying about trying to be the least threatening person. And again, I kind of just take that feedback and I was like, not necessarily my job to be mm-hmm. the one to break the ice. Yeah. But if it's something I can do to create connection, then I'm down to do it because I care less about now yeah. about like, oh, do you like me? It's not like, no, I want to get to know you and like say hi. Yeah. So I've, it's, it's, it's pleasant to be like surprising to people like, oh, I didn't. 
You yeah. say hi to me, and I'm like, hey, yeah. what's your name? Yeah. I, and it's, sometimes I just do it without even thinking. Yeah, and I'm sometimes like, you reach out first, right? Yeah. Because that also breaks the ice. You Instead know? of being self-conscious. And just, like, say what you are, and at the end of the day, they know who you are. It's like, yeah, you're a boss, and, like, I want to get to know you. And that's usually kind of the conversation is now, right? Because, again, imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know what I have to offer that is of value. Because I've been in very interesting conversations with a lot of events, which kind of took me away from going to events so much. I would go into a room, and if I wasn't, like, someone who could cast them in a movie or do something like literally they'll be like oh so and so just walked in this conversation is over you can't offer me anything so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go over here and that felt so superficial and i'm like i could have had every reason to be like i don't want to go to any event again but i'm like i want to go out there and create the conversations and the relationships that i want and if you don't want that after i give you my energy then yeah maybe it's not like gonna work out yeah yeah but like, I don't know. I've had this whole shift in, like, change attitude this year. Yeah, girl. you have. Like, I've Marie Kondo'd my entire life. Yeah, you did. And I I and feel, I feel all the more better for it. Yeah. You know? And I'm allowing the negativity and the toxicity that has held me back for so long to, like, make room for things that actually do spark joy and allow me to have create better, meaningful relationships with people that I want in my life. I love it. Mm. And I felt the shift and I felt, <laughs> and I felt for within for you before that shift happened because both sides of it, I mean, it's super inspiring to see somebody who's living in their power and like taking ownership of the control that they can, one does and can have in their life is super inspiring. There's a, there's again, the truth speaks for itself. You don't have to even really broadcast it, even though like you do and it comes out in like your jokes or like your funny videos or even the things that you're very intentionally like, hey, this is how I've changed my life. And you're very clear about that. But even when you don't speak about it, it's still, I feel like it kind of emanates from people. Mm. But I also felt for you before because I feel like I think more often than not, we are in that space because we're also because we're growing as humans. Like everyone's once you you grow and you're in that new space and then you own that and then you you keep, we're all kind of like constantly evolving right so we got to enjoy the wins and like the glowing moments when yes. we can because eventually you're going to reach that ceiling again and be like well, what am I doing in my life and you got to yeah. like and that's just life that's life but um i definitely felt excited for what was going to be on the other side again knowing you and that's my my advantage and privilege because i've known you for many years i was like she's gonna be all right i know she's stressed out right now i know there's a lot of things that feel uncertain Mm -hmm. which is why i felt like cosmically and energetically i am woo that way Mm -hmm. deal with it yes um we were brought into that room together with these women to have the, the conversations that we had like bring it back to the time's up group because leadership like I've been dealing with that concept and that, um, that job and that, you know, everything since I was 14 years old and maybe mm-hmm. even before. I feel like leadership was something I was always kind of drawn to. Yeah. Um, I think much more from an ego side when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I through that learned what it actually is. And so we're all like figuring out how to define leadership. And it was interesting for me that we were led by this woman who's a producer named Laverne McKinnon, who love her. Is an angel, and I cannot speak highly enough about her, and I want her to be on this podcast. But what we ended up doing, really, instead of, like, talking about how, in what way are you a boss? You know, that's how, what I thought we were going yeah. to be doing when mm-hmm. I embarked on this journey at the beginning of this year. But instead, we were doing, like, these deep dive 
soul sessions of like, what are our values? Yeah. What are, what are the ways that we think? How do we approach problems? Like yeah. it was very, very different than like when you're running a meeting. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And at the same time, I don't think I cried so much in meetings <laughs> and I was like, holy cow, you guys are breaking some walls or something. I I'll was break just, it all uh, down. I just like, we this was, there was a one meeting where we all started crying and yeah. we're like, wow. There was a lot of empathy in that room that day. But yeah, but it's, it comes from a place of understanding and wanting to help people get past that or get through it. And it was done in such a beautiful way that, yeah, I felt okay to be vulnerable and okay to be like, yeah, this is me. Because <laughs> you weren't backed into a corner. It's more like, yeah, I'm going to participate in like, yeah. you felt safe. You don't have to share. I, right, right, right. I felt safe to share. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like I can be more truthful now as a person, mm-hmm. which is super liberating. Yeah. But it also makes sense, like, to be real, you know, we're, we're speaking very highly of it. And I do, I, you know, my wish for everybody is to be able to live truthfully. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, uh, like, this uh, last, one of the previous episodes, I sat down with Sherry Cola, who's an actress. And yeah. it was talking about her coming out story. And I'm just like, you know, I haven't dealt with having to come out to my parents. But I've had to come out about wanting to throw away my education that I was preparing to be a doctor or whatever living truthfully to what you want to do and like having that hurt other people or being in fear of like these negative outcomes is such a a handicap and such a huge limitation on the potential of our own leadership in our lives right like that's the reality whether you are the boss running a company Mm -hmm. or you are the boss on set or you're the boss of your family what have you you no matter all those other titles, you are the leader of your life. Yeah. Like this is you living your truth. Yeah. And so if you can't take ownership of that and if you can't live honestly, like yeah. I don't know how to put it, I I just know what it's like to have lived a lie for so long mm-hmm. that like there's a, it's part of me scares me that I, like, I can't go back to that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with whatever has to come with this truth. Yeah. Cause I can't lie anymore. Yeah. Um, but that, that to me is like why I want to do this podcast. Why I want to act is like to show truth and live truth. And that's really freaking hard. So when we were doing these leadership activities of like, what are your actual values? What are the things that, um, drive you? What mm-hmm. are the things that give you fulfillment versus like, yeah, these carrots yeah. that dangle in front of us? Yeah. Is it about money? Is it about prestige? Is it about the credits that you're going to get? Is it the fact that you get to be a celebrity? Like, for real, like, what is yeah. it that you want? And be honest about it, you know? And be truthful if, about it. If it is, like, I want to have fame, like, yeah, be honest about it, yeah. right? Like, otherwise, it's just going to kind of hold you back a little bit if, you, if you're not being truthful about it. It's annoying, that false modesty. Like, I don't care if people know. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Like, you want to be the president and the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, you want to do all the things. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's not vain. Yeah. It's not. It's like, if that's what it's in your heart and that's what you want that makes you happy, then, yeah, you're going to get there. And then once you do that, you're going to experience full bliss. Yeah. Without, like, but I had really wanted this. I'm like, girl, you weren't being honest with yourself. Yeah. And then with us. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And then it was really crazy because we just had our, our concluding meeting of, like, what was it? Already a couple weeks ago. So yeah. sad. I know. So sad. And we had this wrap up and we're talking about, like, what we learn from it and then you talked about how your takeaway was yeah the saboteurs the saboteurs yeah so now we're really getting the story. totally. But i feel like we covered a lot but um i want to take some time to acknowledge that because 
I just want to share with other people who are not in that room with us what that's all about. Yeah. Because it's something I can't stop thinking about either. Totally. And I have to say on record, just because like Laverne does, I do not have a degree in like (laughs) teaching this at all. So take it for what you will. But now that I've done this prerequisite, I can say my piece. Yeah. But no, we learned this saboteur thing, right? And how you communicate with people and that there's like a truth, a belief, um, and truth, belief, and thoughts. and thoughts that happen with anything, right? And it's kind of us for on us to kind of discern what is what. So for instance, layman's term is like, okay, your boyfriend didn't text you back. The belief is that, okay, well, okay, he didn't text me back. So that means X, Y, and Z. Like, is he cheating on me? Like, did he, he doesn't care about he doesn't me? Care about me. Uh, you know, he's out cheating on me with another girl. But no, if you really break it down, the, the the truth of it or the fact of it is, is that he just didn't text you, girl. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> so all these things, I apply it to my life. And so this past weekend, I was producing my first film and one of my uh, gaffers just didn't show up. And I was like, my immediate thought was like, well, that's rude or like that's highly unprofessional or like, are they going to communicate? I reached out, I text and everything. But then another side of me, because of this whole leadership training that we've been doing on saboteurs, I'm like, well, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth either because maybe something really happened and I would feel like an asshole mm-hmm. if I had just completely like gone off on her in an email and just not know this other truth that might be her truth and, you know, not going with my belief so it turns out that yeah she ended up having to go to the hospital and i would have been completely beside myself if i had sent an email any other way but just kind of in life you know i just want to take a step back when things happen and just let it like that's the truth the fact is this happened the fact is like this person didn't text you the fact is that you didn't get this job you didn't get this job but the moment you start making all these other beliefs about it it really tears at you mm-hmm. and i think i've lived with such it's been such it's made us such a difference like out of all the things that was taught in that group which we learned a lot of things by the way mm-hmm. um it's just this has helped me the most and when i am interacting on a daily with people mm-hmm. like if they greet you a certain way or if they don't greet you a certain way you automatically think oh this bitch like well someone woke up on the side of the bitch like well maybe they're going through some things you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and they have nobody to talk to and you know it's kind of on you to kind of navigate that but yeah I, i feel like it has helped alleviate a lot of you know feelings too and stress and stress because mm-hmm. i used to stress about all that stuff like oh why did that person call me back does he hate me does he not like me like mm-hmm. did i do something wrong mm-hmm. and guess what that's taking up my whole freaking day <laughs> I'm like, you're exhausted i'm exhausted you got new wrinkles your hair falling out oh my god that's me actually I, I got five new white hairs just now exactly. so it's like why am i wasting all this energy mm-hmm. when i could be using it for positive energy yeah and not feel like a certain way about it in my soul so that was the biggest thing i, I learned in, that's in a first. huge thing and yeah. 
Well, my 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 reflection was about sisterhood, which I still think is really important mm-hmm. to kind of touch upon. But yeah. since you said that, I haven't really stopped thinking about it because I was like, oh, I completely had forgotten about that conversation. But I was like, that is so real. I think mm-hmm. a, a huge part of what I've been discovering about myself, which I already low-key knew, but I think got really clarified the more I did this podcast and I had to like listen a bit. I was like, oh, damn, I'm talking about it again. Like, yep. it's interesting to hear yourself Yeah, because I just have to do quality checks. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yeah. I'm not that vain. Casey, I don't like Casey. sound of my voice that much, but uh, sometimes it sounds okay. Well, you're a voice actress too, so you should care. I got <laughs> I got to care. Yeah, I got to care. I got to know when it sounds good. Yeah. But um, but when I'm talking like off the cuff and when I'm expressing things honestly, you catch patterns. Like, well, and at least in this format, I was mm-hmm. catching patterns. Yeah. And I was like, I have a very, very strong inner critic. And I already knew that. Mm-hmm. But then again, hearing it, I was like, Everyone listening to this can also hear it too. Yeah. And that was like another awakening. So it's it's very again, it takes it's a process to undo it. Like you're doing this process of Mari Kondoing your life mm-hmm. and addressing that those saboteur behaviors because those thoughts result in action, right? Yeah. It's not just the fact that it causes you stress or me stress and we're yeah. sitting here expending very precious energy yeah. and our youth you know? exactly. and uh, all this stuff that we could use elsewhere creatively with our family and our friends, but we're wasting it on this like nonsense that this non-truth, this yeah. sabotaging belief or mm-hmm. this like fake Fake, I can't want to keep saying fake news because I don't want to give credit to Trump. But like this falsehood, right? Yeah. But it results in us acting on that. That's the really scary part. It's not only am I expending energy and that in principle is like super annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like this is how I've made decisions in the past. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll be so running in circles based on the things that I am thinking and believing because you just keep a belief are things that you keep thinking over and over. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know. LA's terrible. LA's terrible. LA's terrible. That's a belief. That's a thought that I keep thinking and until I, I really believe it. And I'm like, LA is terrible. And you just keep seeing reasons why, or like the yeah. traffic is, you know? And, um, and then you could think the other thing, like, LA's great. The weather's amazing. I get Thai food that's delicious under $10. Like, yeah. you know, you find other reasons. And so I've just been really kind of taking hold of my own accountability Mm -hmm. and recognizing not only is the thought damaging my well-being mentally, but I definitely have seen examples of like it messing up relationships. Like, mm, girl, are you down to like share one of your saboteur moments that like (laughs) messed you up? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. As long as we're being vulnerable and everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that the most recent one was, you know, obviously the last one on the on the set. But I think, like, gosh, I think but the biggest saboteur, I think, in my last relationship, uh, it was really just not calling it out enough or just, like, I believing everything was that's just what it is. And I guess like, I have to question, like, I'm sorry if I'm not like being eloquent in this Mm -hmm. or uh, communicating this correctly, but I think it wasn't really a saboteur. I think it was a saboteur to myself and believing that this was it. This was like the, the best thing that could happen. Someone's just kind enough to love me. And that's all I needed. Cause I think my past relationships have always been very like, okay, that's how it is. And, like being mistreated. 
Yeah. Or not, or taking it for granted. Or just, just taking for granted. I do think that you and I both have this energy where when people are around us, especially dudes, they're like either intimidated by us and you can whip them into shape or like, (laughs) (laughs) or at the same time, they get comfortable or like they're really inspired by your drive that it changes them to find another career path like let's mm-hmm. say you know okay, i don't want to call them out but uh-huh. like you know pursue a career that's like you know was a long lost thing and like want to kind of rekindle it in that moment they want you to help them mm-hmm. with like oh now i want to be an actor now i want to do this i'm like well now i gotta like change my life and like you know help you with your things too while i'm also working on my things yeah. like you and make my job sound so easy but it's not like i've taken years to develop this and all of a sudden because you're so inspired by me trying something out then you want to do it too a that's cool i'm glad i inspired you bro but b that's not why i dated you in the first place <laughs> <laughs> and people change in relationships but it's also kind of like well you can inspire each other too and sometimes those are things to like pay attention to because if if it felt like a chore, yeah, and it can, you know, it can feel like I've got to carry your load and mine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes with different and same in professional settings too, it's like well, when it feels symbiotic, yeah, doesn't feel like you're necessarily like begrudgingly having to do that. It's like yeah. more like no, we, I got you, like I'll get you and you'll get me and we'll help each other out. And it doesn't feel so much like. Mm-hmm. Something's being taken from you. Totally. But I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like the saboteur mentality is kind of like the belief that it's like, oh, this is the best I can do. Or yeah. like, I should just be lucky that someone cares about me. Yeah. And that's not to discount that because we should be grateful that anybody cares about us. It is totally valuable, right? But um, kind of diminishing your own value, it yeah. sounds like. And that's the thing is like, I felt like I dimmed my shine a lot. Mm-hmm. And ladies, do never, never do that. Never dim your shine. You're a queen, okay? <laughs> Understand that about yourself. My last name is Sun, okay? <laughs> Like, so I better be shining. Yeah. But in a way, that's not bragging or whatever. But it's just like knowing your worth, knowing your value, knowing what you're going to put up with. And I think, yeah, for some time, I put up with a lot that it got to a point where it just became normal. And I forgot what it was like to really have my voice heard mm-hmm. and, and and rise to the occasion where it's OK to talk about this. I'm sorry that you had a very shitty day and your your like day to day is very like, how was your day? Good. What would you do? worked cool but then you asked me how my day was and i'm like going off i'm like oh yeah this i had an inspirational conversation with this person this person inspired me to do x y and z today i met this person and they connected me with this person and it becomes it makes me feel like i'm bragging right but i just want to share about my day and like hopefully inspire something to like let them do something but after a while you're like you know i feel like i'm giving so much energy and i'm not getting the same it kind of just diminishes you because you don't want to feel like you're like over exaggerating and talking about yourself so Mm -hmm. much that i just stopped talking about it and i realized that that's not the person i am like i want to find constant connection with people of like how can i help you how can i help you do your stuff like the big biggest saboteur was like this my in my last relationship I had all the tools to like film stuff for them to like help them build their social media brand, you know, as an actor. And Mm -hmm. like this person was just very much, I don't want to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's silly. I think it's, you know, kind of what you do is like, you know, a little vain. And, you know, and it kind of was like, how do I work with that when I'm just trying to help 
and I can't, you're not allowing me to help you with the skills that I do. And it made me feel like you don't value what I do. Mm-hmm. And I just got to a point where I was just like, we're just butting heads. But the fact of the day is like at the end of the day, but I love you. And I'm like, I can't say it back because I really don't know what love is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If that's if this is what journey. it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a difficult conversation. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, it's no one ever, no one ever revels in addressing those like very deeply personal and very meaningful people in our lives. And it's interesting and ironic because those people around us the most are the ones that impact us the most, Mm -hmm. but they're also the scariest to address. But like, yeah. And it's, it's funny what, um, I think any person, a lot of women for sure. And I've heard this from several guy friends too, but the, the stories that we'll tell in terms of like what we believe our value is or what our opportunities are or what we ought to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a fine balance because, you know, I've heard from other people who I just think are crazy. They just like, you swinging for the fence, man. (laughs) Like, you need to come back down to earth is what you need to do. And then other friends of mine, I'm like, you really need to value yourself more. Like, you are incredible. And why why settle, right? It's it's a tough thing. But again, why the whole honesty thing to ourselves? Like, honesty requires courage. And Mm -hmm. I think it's asking yourself some really scary questions that you might not like the answer to. It means like, hey, this relationship, actually, I've been around this person for a really long time. The idea of being apart from them makes me sad and it hurts me, but... It's so absolutely necessary. But it's it's not... Like, I know it's not good for me. Yeah. You got to go. And um, yeah, I think those are are very... That's a real, very, very real... uh, we say the word a lot, but this, that saboteur is very, very powerful. Yeah, but it's also linking back to what we learned about values, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't get along with people just because your values don't align, and mm-hmm. that's the 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 truth of it, right? That yeah. brings it to saboteurs too. It's like, well, that's the truth of it. We just don't get along because I value this and you value that, and you're an amazing human being, and we can be friends. But in terms of how we can have a like a conversation and kind of understand each other, that's where we're going to misalign, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, but that's what that relationship is. Right. And I know with you, like, I believe we both like one of our biggest values is ambition. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when we are faced with people who are like not on the same, like, what do you want to do with your life kind of thing? And how can we like boss up together? Like, yeah, it's kind of hard to talk to somebody like that, you know, purpose, purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I think purpose was our big, uh, co-alignment purpose is my thing is like i do love i i gravitate towards a lot of ambitious people but i've kind of distinguished lately because i've met a lot of ambitious people that are ambitious in ways that i don't it kind of drives me weird Truth, yeah so like ambition with purpose like mm-hmm. i think the purpose that i hope is for the elevation of uh, for others and self because mm-hmm. i think leadership is like self and others like we also exist and if our fuel tank is low if it's depleted we can't you're not good for anybody like yeah. for real like if you are not good um so purpose i think is really big but yeah the value thing it was really interesting because i my thing was like literally my meltdown today was had to do with industry stuff about work and i was feeling really angry because uh, I felt really disrespected, but then I also felt really guilty because I'm the one who messed up. And I realized like all this correspondence that 
it was happening all over email. And I feel like email and text are such easy yeah. ways to like misconstrue what people, you can't hear tone. No. You no. can just, you only can analyze via punctuation yep. and sentence structure. That's yep. it. And vocabulary, you know? Um, but I felt really kind of disheartened and I was like, I'm not valued. Like mm. I'm the talent. Y'all are making money off of me. And what? So I got to like bend over and kiss, kiss your butt like every day, all day, every day. But that was like not driving with the fact that I also had to accept responsibility. I'm the one who messed up and caused drama in the first place. I just was not pleased with the reaction. Sure. Um, so it's like, but it's, it, but it comes down to it. Like also the bigger picture, what my darling Kenji was like talking me through as I cried and cried and cried. Well, what is it that I do have control over? What is the belief that's like holding me back? Mm -hmm. If these are not good relationships professionally, if I'm feeling like I'm cutting checks to people that I don't really, for whatever reason, we're not in alignment or we're not on the same page. What toll does that take on me? It does. It does. It sucks to feel like, and that's weird in this, this thing. And also in any business relationship, y'all are making money for and with each other. I would want to make money with people that, like, I feel good. Like, yeah, we we rise in together. Like, let's take a trip. Let's go to Hawaii. We just, you know, closed a big deal. We just, whatever, you know, change the world. That matters a lot to me. And that was something I was grateful to identify. But it's still, I was, like, still stressed out and crying because I was like, what's the thing that's scaring me? And it was like, oh, if I don't have these people in my corner, Mm -hmm. if I decide to walk away from this, that's, like, the desperate feeling of being, like, the independent artist sure and i think it's very relatable to anyone who's not just like an actor but like oh if i don't have these people who's gonna go to bat for me or mm-hmm. like am i worth like are they gonna talk bad at me? is this gonna kill my career like oh you know everyone talks in this industry or if i say something nasty like it's gonna just jeopardize everything that i've been working so hard for it's like voice after voice after voice and yeah. i was just sitting there i was like swimming in all these like the worst possible scenarios. And then I had to counter it with like, you know what though? Like if this doesn't work out, the truth is it might not work out. And the truth is this seems like a rocky relationship that can either be repaired Mm -hmm. through communication or I can walk away from it. Like there's multiple avenues. So I had to kind of like do that whole thing. Again, take a step back and recognize what is it that's important to me? What do I think I bring to the table? What's the stuff I need to fix? That is my fault. I need to be an adult. And it's just, man, it's like a minute to minute basis, right? Like if it's not one thing, it's another. Oh, yeah. That's just like life, though. Yeah, you know, it's fine. And it's also when it rains, it pours. Yeah. But also could be in a good way, you know, like in terms of like you maybe get too many job opportunities, but it's still a problem. Exactly. That's like, that's a problem. Like, yeah, because you got to make all these decisions like, yeah, what is going to take me to the next thing? You know, because if I take this one, it might lead to another one. But if I take that one, that's going to lead me somewhere different. And yeah, it still toys with your mind. It takes up so much brain capacity. Yeah. You know, but that's you as a boss. And that's what you're, I feel like you, that's like the new, era of you and me or whoever you know the people were around leveling up yeah and then dealing with another set of and owning things. our actions yeah and not feeling like you're blaming other people mm-hmm. like you even how you're talking about it, it's just very beautiful it's like i know that i messed up and i'm very that person too like yeah i know i messed up too it almost kind of catches the other person off guard when you say that and it's kind of funny yeah you know it's like blah, 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 blah. like yeah i know i messed up i'm really sorry and like i want to make that up to you that was completely my bad and they're just like I was not expecting that, and now, like... I want to yell more. I, like, did you want to yell? Because I'm 
you know, don't want to. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we cool, you know? Disarmed. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, how can I, I know it's exhausting and it's not for everybody, but it's like, if you can disarm people with just who you are authentically and have just take a step back sometimes. Sometimes we just want to go, go, go and feel like we got to have the last word. We got to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe it's not being right, but searching for like a level of understanding. Like I don't got to be right, but I just want to be able to be understood. Yes. And that's, has always been my thing. It's mm-hmm. like, my biggest thing is when people get mad at me for a misunderstanding and I'm like, it doesn't sit well with your heart. Cause you're like, that's not what I intended. Like I am a loving person. You are like completely character assassinating me right now. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to know, you have to know that that was not my intention. This and is a gross misinterpretation. Exactly. But that's, has been my biggest thing. But yeah. other than that, like, yeah, well, the whole needing to be liked thing is a yeah, very exactly. big, big deal. And I think there's like, it's just part of life. Yeah. We want people to, you know, appreciate us. Yeah. But then it's like a certain boundary of like, all right, I can't, I've done my part. I cannot do, I cannot kill myself in order to make you like me. Yeah. And at this point we will have to just part ways. That's like, yeah, again, live and learn, man. But uh, this is just a big old hug to everybody because it's, it it takes a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but I think it does make you better for it. And I think that I am learning. I think today was a good lesson of choose your collaborator, choose your, your tribe. Carefully, even especially professionally. And because I am a person with ambition and purpose and whatever, I know that this is not going to be the end of me. Yeah. But I don't want these setbacks to like overtake me. Sure. To the point where like I I literally let myself for a second go there where I was like, I'm not cut out for this industry. Like I thought that. For a hot second. Yeah. And then I got annoyed with myself. I was like, girl, shut up. Like, lovingly. I was like, you know, this is not the end of your career because you messed up and you got held accountable for it. I got yelled at. Um, Also, I still have an issue. Best case scenario, I argue this with Kenji, I do not accept status quo of, like, that's just how it is in the industry. I don't either. I don't accept that. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get to just yell at people. There's a way to hold people accountable without making them feel like complete garbage. Yeah. Again, everybody's different and sensitive in different ways. But I was just like, nah. The way that this one dude talked to me, I was just like, I don't ever want... I was like, one day, I'm going to be casting in a movie, and I'm not going to use your services. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have a list, too, because I was just scared that he's going to, like, blacklist me because I made his life annoying for the day oh whatever and i felt bad and i apologize mm-hmm. but i was so like oh my god he's gonna hate me if there's ever a project he sees my name like that's also borderline narcissism like who cares he's not gonna remember your name the next yeah. day but um yeah i was just like also we're all gonna rise and do different things like yeah that's why just be kind to everybody yeah Rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah and i'd rather be underestimated than overrated mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, um, I love you. I love you. I need to put this on record because I'll listen to this when I'm like 100 and I'll be so happy. (laughs) Remember when we were? um, And I'm so glad that we're doing the work Mm -hmm. um, and acknowledging that it's hard because it is. But it's valuable. Yeah. And um, do you what What are your lasting like for for this particular moment in time? Because we gonna talk more. Yeah. Um, what is it that you want to impart with anybody who's struggling with their own like inner critic or their own current stressful scenario and trying to figure out do I marry a condo my life here mm. or here? Yeah. <laughs> or here? I guess my theme personally has been Marie Kondo. Like if it doesn't spark joy, let it go. But at the same time, one that has really helped me is like knowing that you are enough. 
You know, sometimes I think when we get through so much BS in the day, like you just had to take a step back, breathe, which is another quote. <laughs> it's like, What's just breathe, my like? dear. <laughs> just breathe, my dear. And like count to 10, inhale, count your blessings. Gratitude has been the biggest thing for me. Mm. Just counting my blessings and being, um, I have so much gratitude just to be alive, you know, thanking like, you know, thanking the universe that I can open my eyes, thanking the universe that I can move my hands. Because mm-hmm. there are things that we take for granted that sometimes we're like, man, once that happens to us, if I lose my ability to walk, I would have been so grateful that I was walking every day mm-hmm. and for everything in life. So I think practice gratitude, um, practicing gratitude has helped me in my life, knowing that I'm enough, that I can only be my authentic self. I can't be anybody else. And the people that you know, matter to you, don't mind. And those who don't mind, you know, matter. Um, and just, and if you need like something to get you through your day, just be realistic. I got a BDE playlist for those who don't know, it's big dick energy. And like, I will share that link with you because that has gotten me through the toughest BS that women and people of color and minorities go through. It's like, I have a list of like amazing women rappers, people of color that are just rapping about like, I don't know the bullshit that they go through too, but it's just that energy, you know, it's just like, I got this. And if you need a little soundtrack to your life, I got you, boo. I but- love that you put that together. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, community service yeah thing that you just and it's constantly expanding i constantly add new things because you're just like us we're constantly growing and constantly my bde be growing too so you know if you want to join in on this journey can have an alternate name too and be like uh strong uterus (laughs) yeah i was literally like yeah there needs to be another name for it because i just like okay i don't need to give it for all communities you know yeah exactly it's a celebration of everybody yeah um and and i 100% back what you said and that's so i'll always i'll always be around to tell you you're enough and i say to everyone listening um that's what I have on my mirrors, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it's in, it's right there. Oh, dang, girl, that is right there. <laughs> it is right there. See, Nikki, Nikki's looking at it now. I, I, and I need to account for that. Meditation works, even if it's like point zero zero five percent a day. Uh, meditation. I'm doing it five minutes a day, and it's helping me. Literally, just because I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. So I realize you have I don't. To breathe. I don't breathe. I hold my breath. I get I tense up, um, and I get paralyzed by all the thoughts in my head. But there's things that we can do. It's eating your vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's drinking. water water it's the same stuff ain't nobody gonna do it for you you gotta do it yeah trying to have healthy poops every now and then yes healthy poops are so good that's literally waste (laughs) get it out get it out of your system (laughs) enjoy the food and be grateful for the food and then be grateful that it's out of you yeah exactly you got all you needed from that got the nutrition got the nutrition and then you've gone you done yep yep but um bless your heart nikki son and um what is where can people find you where can they know more about your sunshine uh just follow me on instagram instagram is like the best thing now just nikki sun just spell it right it's n-i-c-k-i-s-u-n yeah all right well and and also your channel well that's they'll find your channel there right oh yeah you'll find my i have two channels so one is like if you want more of like a conversations with awesome inspirational people that's at nikki sun on youtube and i just launched a tech channel called tech nikki speaking and uh, it's basically all the behind the scenes that i hope that will empower people in the indie filmmakers women that you know if if i can do this and hold the camera and feel 
all the vulnerability of it that you can too. And I think it's just showing people that what's possible. And that's kind of why that channel exists is I just want to show women and people of color like this is what's possible and there's no limitations. Like we're here to disrupt and you can disrupt too. And if you need help along the way, hopefully here are some videos that can help you and educate you and how to like navigate your video production career. Yes. Behind the scenes camera work. Pick up that camera. <laughs> get those lights shining. Yeah. Turn on that. So many, again, we just need people like you, like showing us what's possible and reminding us that. Yeah, it's just a constant daily reminder. Like, do you? You are enough. But sometimes you need a reminder, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then listen to the playlist when you need a second, <laughs> when yeah. you just need a little boost. Yeah, listen to all of Minji's podcasts first of all. Oh, well, some of them are <laughs> highly depressing, but if you need to be in that space, I'm right there with you. We will go there together. We will go into the dark and the light together. Exactly. Um, but thank you so much for being on on this episode. Thanks for having me, love. I love you. I love you too. And uh, if you enjoy this episode, if this is something that can be sunshine in someone else's life please share this with a friend and uh shout out to all the supporters who are subscribing and leaving a five-star review you give me so much encouragement in life i really appreciate that um and if you'd like to be a supporter please go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast to help keep the microphone and wi-fi on baby because I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I'm really excited for uh, July because I'm going to be revamping some stuff. It's my two-year milestone that I started this hey, podcast. So uh, that, from when this episode's going to be up, it's going to be very soon. So I'm excited to share that with y'all and uh, fighting all the saboteurs in my mind. Mm-hmm. Just moving forward. Keep moving. I'm a very proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian-American podcasters and storytellers. And shout out to Marvin Yue, my producer and audio engineer, and to Aquafina for use of her song Yellow Ranger. And you can find, uh, first of all, Paula, you can find First of All Podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, and everywhere else you find podcasts. So I love all of you guys, and you take care of yourself. Be happy, think good thoughts, eat your vegetables, wear sunscreen, drink water, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. I got this all up on my LinkedIn. Proficient in spitting, turning bread when I'm drinking. Emancipating pussy like I was a blanket. Squirting out that Kool-Aid to lot of that just sink it, sink it. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.